The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Dropping In from Omega Institute, a podcast that explores the many ways to awaken the best in the human spirit. I'm Callie Alpert. Dropping in today, Qigong Master Ming Tang Gu. He is the founder of the Qi Center near Santa Fe and was honored as the Qigong Master of the Year by the 13th World Congress for Qigong and Traditional Chinese Medicine in 2011. Ming Tang is a sought after speaker, healer, and teacher and is also the author of several books and many online programs, including the Pure Qi series that translates the ancient teachings of wisdom healing Qigong for contemporary times. Welcome, Master Ming Tang. Thank you for dropping in virtually today. How are you doing? Thank you, Kelly. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> As am I. So let's start with a simple question, and I say that with a smile. What is energy, and where does it live? <laughs> Good question to begin with, right? <laughs> so it's a continuous exploration beyond any definition of what is energy. So it's a deeper recognition. Everything is made of energy. All existence, all life is made of energy, especially this body is made of energy, the cell is made of energy, the particle is made of energy, even our mind is made of energy. You can, as human being, our mind, our consciousness, can establish this relationship with energy. And this relationship with energy is affecting all experience as who you are all the function, including your physical health, <laughs> emotional experience as well, mental, spiritual experience of life in general. So how do you cultivate this relationship? That is what we do in Qigong, you know. So not only become more aware, but intentionally, purposefully, cultivating this capacity of working with energy and to enhance all aspect of who we are, all aspect of life, including health, which is the foundation of life. <laughs> so speaking of cultivating our relationship with energy, for a lot of cultures and for a lot of humans, we're locked in the five sensory way of thinking. That's our relationship is with things that are more tangible, palpable, and things that tend to be more ethereal or... Um, intangible are harder for many to to ground and to believe in, number one. So for someone who's never really even had a conversation like this or thought about this premise before, what's sort of the baseline for even getting to getting familiar with the concept of energy and all the things that we can't really touch and feel and see and hear right. and smell and yeah. taste? 
you bring up really good point. You know, it's like uh, this, uh, the most energy of the universe is invisible. <laughs> you know, what is visible, what is physical. Nowadays, we know according to quantum physics, is only 4% of the universe is physical, measurable, tangible. The rest of the universe, 96% is invisible. That invisible power, you know, we call spiritual dimension of the universe. Mm -hmm. So traditionally, we're speaking of face. <laughs> you just believe in something, right? Because you cannot measure, you cannot touch, you cannot see, right? So it depends on face. So Qigong is taking a different kind of process, is for you to discover beyond the five sensory perception. You still can experience it, but you have to go beyond your limiting, you know, um, capacity as the way we grown up, you know, believing only what you see, science mm -hmm. believing only what can be measured, right? But now we know the truth is much bigger. The reality is much, you know, um, deeper than that. So the way we start in Qigong is really pay attention. Yeah, it's really developing awareness. Mm -hmm. Awareness. So awareness is beyond just five sensory perceptions. Yeah, <laughs> you become more aware, you know, not only the, the intense sensation feeling of your body, this is relatively, for example, if you're sick, if you have pain, you have symptom, you can be aware of that, yeah. But then there's also subtle sensation feeling beyond intense discomfort. This is more like energetic awareness, much subtle. So when you pay attention to your own body, you're noticing there's some existence beyond what you can identify as just physical. Yeah. So from that awareness, from that direct experience, you start to open to this possibility of energetic existence beyond physically you know, defined, so to speak. So in this exploration, your perception continue growing, growing. So simple guidance we you know, share again and again is uh, noticing all the sensation feeling inside of you, both comfortable, uncomfortable, both intense and subtle, both familiar and new, and also open to the unknown. That's the invitation, open to the unknown. So whatever you know, inside of you is based on your history, <laughs> based mm -hmm. on your trained perception, which mm -hmm. is still limited, right? So, but your mind can say to yourself, oh, I can be more open this moment to unknown, beyond what I know. That's exciting, you know, that's kind of really <laughs> exciting. It's human nature, want to know, want to explore. So through so this exploration, again, your perception continue growing, continue growing. So that is different from believing something or not, assuming something or not, yeah, or define something or not. So it's like, it's this um, beautiful process of uh, self-discovery discovery of the nature of all existence, you know, simply asking the question is like, uh, what is the source of life? Yeah, what is the source? simple question. <laughs> right. So That's far, a good one for the dinner table. Exactly. That's the question. It's like leading <laughs> to all this exploration. 
including what is the source of healing? What is the source of life? Yeah. I love the idea that what we don't know, especially based on that earlier statistic of 4% versus the 96%, that that 96% represents what we don't know, or at least what we can't know with our five senses, our usual perception, that in that might lie more answers and more meaning than the 4% that we're familiar with. I, find, I, I think that people could find that very exciting. Absolutely. You know, from the Qigong point of view, not only, you know, the universe is made of energy, but also all the phenomena is, uh, is, uh, is, is expression of this amazing transformation of energy. Energy can take different form, from one form to formless, yeah, from formless to another form. So this is a, a continuous transformation. It's like this, this dance, this magical dance of the universe we call as creation. But it's, it's really a transformation from formless to form, from one form to another form. So tap into that magic. <laughs> it's like, again, it's the most exciting thing, most exciting thing. So noticing, you know, whatever form we're experiencing, it's important. It's important. On one hand, that's the only thing we most time we can identify. Yeah, identify with that. But on the other hand, we're recognizing the form has a limitation. It sounds like in some ways when you talk about the formlessness and beauty of what Qigong represents, that Qigong is a leap of faith to start with. And it makes me wonder if you ever had that moment early on before you were exposed to Qigong and different wisdom traditions, what your relationship was with the unknown and with formlessness and with energy as opposed to more, you know, concrete physical material experience? Yeah, good question. So I think both is true for me when I started. Um, in the spiritual dimension, when I, you know, um, receiving the teaching, even in the beginning, I was reading um, the book by my teacher, Grandmaster Pengming, which is in Chinese. So just intuitively feel, you know, what he's teaching was true, is true. That's like an intuitive feeling. I didn't have a direct experience yet. Mm -hmm. That's kind of intuitive feeling, the deeper knowing, you know, that's like beyond face beyond just like <laughs> leap of face. It's just kind of a somehow invoking, awakening the deeper intuition within us. So that is like, this is when natural thing happened in the beginning for me. Just feel like this is spiritual connection, spiritual knowing, spiritual truth, so to speak, yeah. Did that happen spontaneously? Or was that informed by something when you first started experiencing that? It's hard to pinpoint, you know, one exactly thing. Mm -hmm. Because uh, in my life, I was, uh, I think from young age on, I was kind of seeking. I was, you know, identify myself as a seeker. You know, I didn't kind of group up as kind of religious kind of ways. It's like curious about these uh, big questions. I, even at a time when I was young, I didn't know how to formulate a question until I went to, you know, graduate school as a, a art student. 
So asking these deep questions is like was a natural thing for me. Yeah. Mm. So then when I connect with his teaching, realizing this kind of intuitive resonance, deeper, you know, seeking inside me, kind of connecting with this ancient wisdom he's sharing with us, become like very natural, so to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand. My intellect, <laughs> you know, still like <laughs> strong, right? Still strong. For example, you know, um, I had a disease, chronic disease, including sclerosis, asthma condition. So I learned to live with it from childhood. And everybody tell me these are incurable disease. I have to live with them, you know, for the rest of my life. So I didn't have even any hope thinking I can heal these disease until I went to the Medicines Qigong Hospital in China. Then everybody tell me, you know, they hear from this condition, that condition, all these incurable conditions. They show me all these medical test results, you know, before and afterwards, right? So in the beginning, I didn't believe them. It was like, <laughs> this is impossible, right? <laughs> you know, even I read this story before I went to the Medicine Qigong Hospital, I think of them as like a, anti-do story, something may happen occasionally to some people, right? But not me, right? So, but after a while being there, everybody is telling me this uh, healing story, you think of them as like a miracle, impossible, right? But then just being there long enough, slow so my own practice, my own direct experience, it's like a, a gradual process, uh, open to this possibility. I'm start to consider that this is not only possible, this is important, and this is serious. Then I realizing from the, the approach of especially my teacher, who is a doctor, yeah, professionally trained in Western medicine. And so his desire is not only want to see the evidence of this uh, ancient wisdom of Qigong applying to healing of this incurable condition, but he wants to see this internal alchemy like completing its process. That's mean completing in the physical level. And that like start to intrigue me and start to realizing, oh, that's is the important piece of the spiritual dimension of Qigong. It's not just, oh, practical, you know, heal the disease, you know. It's just from a spiritual point of view, that is the completion of this alchemy, completion of the transformation. So I start to take it very seriously. So within about two years, I was able to recover totally from both asthma, sclerosis. So that gave me another level of confidence and also commitment and purposefulness with everything we're doing. So the tendency we often have is, oh, this is spiritual and this is practical. These two separate. Yeah, then we kind of continue this black and white, continue feel this gap between these two aspects of who we are aspect of life. So what I love about Qigong is really help me now, this is my approach, helping all the students, is bring these two aspects together. So the way I approach is healing, awakening is inseparable. It's the same process, it's the same process. And you can think of healing is on one hand is outcome 
of this spiritual you know, process of working with the energy of the universe, which is the source of life, source of creation, source of our existence. On the other hand, yeah, it's like it's a completion of the spiritual process. And that's really exciting. <laughs> so, To your point about alchemy and reintegrating that separation or that perceived separation between spiritual and material or earthly or physical, whatever words we want to use, what do you think is the biggest culprit for us being out of alignment with ourselves mm, and yeah. at the core of a lot of illness? Yeah. That's one of the most important questions we ask again and again. From all these years of you know, exploration, including my own <clears throat> personal practice of 30 years and teaching 20 years now, working with the tens of thousands you know, students with all kinds of uh, challenges, it's come back to really one of the most important insights is uh, our disconnection with our own body, the disconnection of mind and the body. We're so much in the head. We're so much in <laughs> the virtual world of the mind. And especially now the new technology, including, you know, the computer, yeah, make it worse. So as a result, Basically, I feel like we're living in this condition of homelessness. Mm. Homelessness. The mind is lost. The spirit is lost without coming back, connecting with this body. So my emphasis is on you know, addressing all these challenges, including disease and uh, health challenges, emotional issues, including, you know, all relationship problems, the feeling of isolation, even the collective issue in the social, cultural, political, economical dimensions. It's really boiled down to it. It's healing of this disconnection. Healing of this disconnection. And simply put it, when the mind, the body is disconnected, yeah. and you can imagine <laughs> the consequence of that is this, first of all, this internal disconnection is causing the internal dysfunction, mm -hmm. internal yeah, conflict, yeah. internal unsatisfaction, yeah. and eventually, yeah, leading to yeah, dysfunction, I mean, disease, disease, yeah. And from that internal disconnection, naturally we feel disconnected with each other, disconnected with Mother Earth, disconnected with life. So this is unspoken underlying of dissatisfaction from disconnection. Mm -hmm. And so universal. It's so universal. It? And it's like, a, it's, it's so intangible. It's like difficult to put a finger onto it. Mm. But I feel it's like by recognizing them. You know, one example, especially at the times right now we're in, you know, we're experiencing the pandemic. And energetically, it's really a collective uh, trauma we're experiencing, yes. you know, beyond the complexity, beyond the analysis, but energetically, it is 
it's a, it's a trauma. So what's happening is, is um, we're experiencing the, the intense stress, traumatic stress we're experiencing, but the mind is continuously living its own virtual world, stories, news, the numbers, all the mental stress, projections, worry, and so on, without realizing the body is carrying all the stress. Without realizing it. That's the issue. So when the body carry all the stress, what happened over the time? The body is going to give up, say, no more. I cannot handle it anymore. Then we suddenly, we're diagnosed with all the, you know, whatever disease is, we kind of shocked. Why me? Why is this happening as if it's happened overnight? Without realizing the stress the body is carrying is not only the years of, you know, mm -hmm. The last couple of years, but last couple of decades, you last, you know, 30, 50, 70 years you have your life, the body carry all the stress. We're not aware of it. We, we ignore it. We dismiss it. Then we're blaming someone else. Yeah. We're blaming something else. Then we give this body to the doctor, say, hey, take care of this. I have no idea what's going on. Mm. <laughs> so, Imagine this uh, pattern, this, uh, this uh, way of life is infusing to every aspect of life from that place of disconnection. So as a result, we continuously feel as a victim of something, victim of someone, victim of life. We don't know how to take responsibility. We don't know how to listen into a body. We don't know how to connect with a deeper power, deeper wisdom. So that continued expansion, you know, the expressing all kinds of symptoms, <laughs> problem in personal collective life. So my main purpose is here is to share this most important message is to heal this disconnection our own mind, body, and claiming this moment, you have a body, and this is the only body you have for the whole life. And you have to make a choice. <laughs> what are you gonna do with this body? Beyond you know, any story, any history, even any diagnosis. So we learn to love this body again. We learn to be intimate, connecting with this body again. And often I use analogy, you're establishing a new relationship with your body from a friendship to dating relationship, <laughs> to, marriage. to engagement, <laughs> to eventually to marriage, <laughs> if you choose to, right? So actually this, this is a very, I think one of the most beautiful uh, metaphor of Qigong. Qigong is about cultivating the union of heaven and earth. But when we say heaven and earth, we think of the heaven out there, the earth out there. But the deeply inside of us, the heaven and earth within us is the mind body. Can you speak to the idea 
Um, to your point about integration and how um, all of this energy, divinity, alchemy lives inside of us, that um, there's a concept in Qigong of sort of subs- subtraction, peeling away layers, getting back in touch with your deepest core and essence as opposed to learning, taking on, assuming, adding to. Mm, beautifully said. So there's two aspects we continue, you know, coming back again and again and um, discovering the experience. So one is um, wholeness, emphasizing the wholeness. That means inclusiveness. That means every aspect of yourself, physical, you know, emotional, mental, spiritual and the, the part familiar, unfamiliar, comfortable, uncomfortable, yeah. All aspect who you are as part of your wholeness. Yeah, allowing this inclusiveness, allowing this coexistence. Even in the emotional dimension, when you pay attention, you can feel simultaneously the coexistence of being happy and feeling the pain. Yeah, and the emotion of fear as well, the emotion of courage, same time. These are, can coexist, it's not like black and white. It has to be exclusive, have to push this away in order to experience that, yeah. It's having the and, using right. an and versus an or. Exactly, yeah. So that is one aspect. So the Qigong approach is always coming back to like um, the coexistence of form, formlessness. So when you go into that direction, you continue able to embracing oh, both form, formless, uncomfortable, uncom- limiting, unlimited, and the visible, invisible, the tangible, intangible. So it's like you continue expanding, expanding, opening to the wholeness, yeah. So in, in, the, in the tangible application of healing, basically, it's like any parts of your body when it's diagnosed as a disease, what that means is that energy is not working with the wholeness of the entire system. So everything we do, slow movement, slow sound, slow meditation, is to connect with this energy. You may label it as diseased, but actually it's a life force. So you learn to letting go of the label of good and bad, right, wrong you start to connect with this energy as a life force and gradually opening this energy to communicate with the rest of the body, yeah, rest of the energy existence. So then eventually you're programming this energy to this wholeness again, come back to wholeness again. So not just balance, yeah, beyond just balance, A, B, how balance. It's like this family able to communicate again, <laughs> coming back to harmony again, honest <laughs> again. So that is, is, is like such a simple but beautiful, important, direct process. So it's again awakening to the wholeness. Then the second aspect is when you go in deeper on the surface, you may experience symptoms pain, discomfort, even emotions such as fear, anxiety, you know, anger, sadness, so on. Then you go further deeper, realizing, oh, energy has only two patterns. One is 
contracting. Another is opening. So when energy is contracting, when we're experiencing all these discomfort, pain, physical issue, emotional issue, even mental issues, when the same energy opening up again, then <laughs> your whole experience transformed, shifted. The emotion shifting from fear to creativity, from worry to confidence, from anger to courage, from sadness to compassion, from hurts to love and joy. Yeah. So realizing, oh, it's beyond the label of good and bad. Energy is just a force inside of us. So then you go deeper into the essence of energy, realizing that's the same energy of creation. Let's talk about the connection between Qigong and the idea of fostering more joy and connection and creativity in one's life. How are those two connected? Yeah, so when you recognize, the bottom line is when you recognize everything is energy. <laughs> when you're able to not only become more aware of the energy, especially in the body and around you in the universe, and cultivating the energy, uh, awakening to the wholeness, awakening to the essence, then you naturally cultivating this, this quality of energy or function of energy. When this energy um, wants to move, energy want to connect, <laughs> energy want to uh, realize its full potential, including creativity. So these experiences just start to naturally arise when the energy awakening, this experience of joy, Suddenly, this is the inner joy without depends on the circumstances yeah, outside of you, without depends on the story of your history. So it's like the energy inside of you, awakening, opening, specifically like uh, the energy of your heart, yeah, expanding, opening, and you start feel this inner, I call this inner unconditional joy. Yeah. And there times can be blissful. And doesn't really depends on story. Yeah. So that is one aspect. Then similarly is when the energy of the heart expanding open, you just naturally feel connected not only within you, but also connected with life around you. And so this connection is just naturally, it's, it's become a foundation you know, for life. And come out of that is the experience of love. Yeah more unconditional love. You just love life and you love the existence of the universe in spite of, you know, imperfection. Mm. Yeah. Because energetically, it's like you are part of this. And how could you not love it? Yeah. <laughs> so this is like, uh, you know, both the wholeness, the essence, yeah. It become the foundation for your experience, for joy and for love. And the creativity is like, you know, in the morning, when you wake up, the energy is like, it's like deep inside of you, especially speaking of the Qing energy, the Kundalini energy, when the energy awakening, it's like you couldn't help, you know, <laughs> ready for the day, you know, feel the, the deeper impulse, deeper creativity. I want to, you know, do something. I want to accomplish something. I want to experience something in this life. 
instead of feeling being a victim, feeling you know, hopelessness, feeling depression. Yeah. Like depression is nothing but just the energy is suppressed inside of you, basically. So when the energy awakening opened, yeah, you couldn't help being creative. <laughs> so it's not like you have to force yourself. You have to make all the plan, all the goals. You become just naturally creative. And I think as you mentioned, you know, we're all born as artists, as artists. Artist is this expression, not just expression, it's just like this energy quality of creativity. You don't have to, you know, drawing, painting, you know, sculpture, anything. It's this creativity of life just naturally, you know, coming out of you, basically come out of you. And I think that's really also very important in my process, as you notice. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed. Do you walk around in a state of joy most every moment of every day? I will say my baseline is pretty happy, pretty joyful, pretty open, pretty, you know, um, creative. You know, sometimes I have to control myself a little bit. <laughs> so finally, I want to ask you three quick round questions that I'd like to ask every guest here on Dropping In. First, I'd like to grant you one wish for our listeners. What would it be? No matter what's happening in your life, no matter ha what's happening in your health, knowing the gift of healing, the gift of energy, the gift of life, and everything you're looking for, health, happiness, connection, purpose, abundance, freedom, it's all within you already. What is something you wish for yourself? And continuously open, open to unknown, open to this uh, yeah, magic of life, this whole spectrum of human experience, from most painful to most blissful, <laughs> able to embrace it all. And think that's just, uh, my wish. And, for myself. And finally, what is the most important offering or tip you'd like listeners to take away from our conversation today? Mm. Again, connecting with your body, you can discover the heart, the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual dimension of yourself as this precious human being has all the potential of realizing your highest vision of yourself and your life. And there's no better time to explore, discover, realize that than now in human history. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. It's been such a joy to speak with you. If our listeners would like to learn more about you and any of your endeavors, where can they find you? Thank you. Thank you. I enjoy so much our conversation, our exploration. And um, the best way, you know, nowadays is to take advantage of the internet, the technology, 
And that is one of the gifts that I feel profoundly grateful. Through the new technology now, we can discover and connect with the ancient wisdom. So uh, our website is chicenter.com, C-H-I-Center.com. We have a lot of free gift you can receive when you go to the website. And we're here continuously committed supporting you um, whatever stage of your journey of healing, awakening, including appreciating the opportunity of collaborating with Omega and the amazing community, amazing visions. So I'm so grateful for this opportunity as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for dropping in with Omega Institute. If you like what you hear, tell your friends and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps new ears find us. Dropping in is made possible in part by the support of Omega members. To learn more, visit eomega.org membership. And check out our many online learning opportunities featuring your favorite teachers and thought leaders at eomega.org slash online learning. I'm Callie Alpert, producer and host of Dropping In. The music and mix are by Scott Mueller. Thanks for dropping in. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.